Hey, welcome back to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. Hey, today, Ted, we've got Mrs. Cinewall varsity wrestling coach Pat Pearson, and they've got a business uptown that they sponsor us. How are we yes. doing, Pat? I am doing wonderful. It's a beautiful day outside. Sun is shining. Yeah, it's a great day, isn't it, Ted? It is. What is it, about 73 I don't know. for October? Yeah, it's probably the last of the Indian summer. Yeah, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I hope it lasts a little longer than that. I'd like Me the uh, warm weather to stay around a little bit. So, I think tomorrow it dips down into the 60s, but that's for uh, the meteorologist to <laughs> to get half right. <laughs> to get, it's always a coin flip, isn't yeah, it? for sure. Pat, uh, I know you've probably done this a million times, but please tell everybody about you and and uh, your family. Awesome. So, uh, born and raised Gas City, Indiana. Um, parents were wonderful. Young parents, uh, 15, 16, um, well, I guess 16, 17. So, um, great family on both sides, big family. Um, seven, my dad was one of seven, mom's one of three. Uh, so lots of aunts and uncles. Um, my wife, uh, Amy, uh, a.k.a. Mama Pearson, uh, <laughs> and I have um, been together almost 20 years. Um, I think it's like 18 somewhere. We've been married for 16. February will be 17 years. Awesome. Well, we have three young boys. <laughs> young. Um, <laughs> we have three boys. They're not so young anymore. Um, 15, 13, and just turned 11. So they're wonderful boys. They are. They are. They're great kids. They're hard workers. They uh, they could always work a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> I love them though. They're yeah. they're they're genuine, genuinely good kids. They, uh, you know, we we they they think we're super hard on them, but I'm just kind of doing what my parents taught me, mm-hmm. and you know, it's grades first and then play second. Right. You know, it's yep. it's funny. But when my kids say something like that, I'm like, you have no idea <laughs> yeah. what being hard on you is. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's, you know, as times change, you know, our parents had it harder maybe than we yeah. had it, and their parents had it harder than they mm-hmm. had it. It's, yep. You know, we've kind of worked. I mean, sure, we'll go back if, yeah. you know, the times change, and there is a, I, I, don't, I don't know the whole uh, uh, saying, but it's like, Strong men create, you yeah. know, so it's, uh, but I, I'm tough not, times create tough men, right? Tough, tough men, men create, create good times. times. Good times create weak men. Weak men, men create, create tough times. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something that, like that's that. That's a mouthful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But you know, they, um, they definitely, um, they have it easier than what I had it. You know, yeah. I, my parents got divorced early and, um, you know, Amy and I are still together and I hope to be with her forever. And, um, at least that's a plan anyways. Yeah. <laughs> she gonna, she gonna have to do a lot to get rid of me. So. <laughs> that's something I've thought about Ted. And I don't know if D and I could do it. Well, I know we couldn't, but you guys are around each other 24 seven, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you know, we have our, we have our moments where it's like, Hey, I'm leaving. All right. See you later. <laughs> you know? um, but, you know, we work together. Um, 
a couple years ago when I started coaching, um, I pretty much just abandoned ship on the business and everything like that. And, you know, we had this discussion a couple of days ago about who's the boss in our relationship. <laughs> and we were uh, actually uh, kind of last night at, we went out to dinner and um, have you guys been to Imagine Burger? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, um, over in Converse. I have not. Uh, mm. Scott Scott Reader, great dude. Yeah, full of energy. Um, Good burger. Oh, food is excellent. Okay. E- everything I've had there is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of truffle fries, but I have tried them and they're okay. The aioli for me is a little weird. So, but I was having this discussion with him, talking about bringing his wife on board. And he's like, you know, how do you guys do it? You know, you wake up and there she is and <laughs> you go to work and there she is and you come home and well, which one of you is going to do dinner? Well, I don't know. Maybe we can talk the kids into making dinner. But, um, and then, you know, you go to sleep and you know, you're there. Um, it takes a special breed, um, to do it all the time. We have, had an awesome partnership and what she lacks in I'm good. And what I lack in she's Mm -hmm. excellent. So it works out well. Um, but back to this wrestling, I kind of just abandoned ship and I was like, Hey, I'm leaving at two o'clock every day. Peace out. (laughs) And she's like in the winter, like, you know, October, November, December is the gift giving time. And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I understand it's your dream, and but you have to pull your weight when you're not at wrestling. So when you're here, you gotta, you know, make it like you're, um, like you're three people when mm-hmm. you're not here. And so that's <laughs> oh, been wow. a that's been a challenge. But kudos to her. She um, she loves to work out, but she doesn't work out at five in the morning like a lot of ladies do go to the gym and do your 5.30 a.m. workout. Uh, she does it on her own time. And if she doesn't show up to work till noon, so be it. Mm-hmm. Let her do her, do her time. I run the kids to school. I do all that. Um, and it's it's nice for her to just, like, get up, have her coffee, relax. She is Mama Pearson. She's got a million things going through her head. <laughs> so, like, to have that time and okay, well, I'm planning and prepping, even though she's sitting there drinking her coffee, she's planning and prepping oh, for yeah. the next day and, mm-hmm. or whatever today entails. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's going on. Well, this is the fifth year we've been hundred percent together on, on the business. It's, I couldn't ask for a better relationship with her and the business and mixing it all together. That's that's a great stew that I'd love to eat every day. So, well, and that, that's that's what we've talked with other coaches about that too. Says, you know, you've got to have a spouse that is, it, it, she's your backbone. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know too many ladies that would be like, hey, it's boys' night every night, two p.m. to nine p.m. every <laughs> night for like four months, uh-huh. and they're like, hey, cool, do your thing. You know, most people would be like divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, but coaching, you know, it, it as long as the the spouse sees whether it's husband or wife, right? It, if they believe in that dream with you, mm-hmm. like, you know, because you come home and you're like, 
you know, well, practice was this and, and right. these kids were this way, or it could be like, that was the best practice we ever had. And they have to be able to ride the roller coaster with you. Mm-hmm. So just like, you know, we've mentioned that, you know, the spouse, a lot of times she's sitting in the stands while a game or a match is going on. They're the ones that's hearing all the yeah. stuff yeah. that people don't want to hear. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. And, but yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, that angry, uh, sideline coach uh-huh. that's like if i was there i'd be doing it this way and and you know then they have to you know kind of mm-hmm. ball up and and yep. they can report to you later right right <laughs> but <laughs> hey probably not yell at that kid so much uh-huh. just so you know yeah but <laughs> and like you're saying that you know even though she's sitting there having her coffee in the morning you know she's still thinking about okay what do i gotta do today well it's uh, it's funny have do you do you use your notes on your phone I do. Mm-hmm. If you went through her notes, it it's an encyclopedia. <laughs> I mean, it's probably I've scrolled for twenty minutes and not reached the bottom. Oh man! I mean, it's just every <laughs> idea she puts it down. It might have been Christmas two thousand sixteen, but she's got it saved in the yeah. recipe notes or right. scents or colors or whatever. She just man, she just utilizes it like nobody I've ever seen. Wow. I I love the notes. I mean, I use that right now. Like mm-hmm. I go through and check mark all my talking points and stuff like that. But you guys have a you guys are pretty synced. I mean, you go to work, she knows, you know, it's time for practice. Yeah. And I you know, just from what I've seen, every time I go to the field, you're You've been there, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, or you know, I'm seeing you just leave. So, <laughs> well, I not, you know, I, coaching wrestling is just a small part of me being at the school, and um, you know, like you guys, I I've coached youth forever. It feels like, um, you know, I spent 12 years in t-ball. Um, I I've coached basketball. I it's not. No disrespect to you, Ted, but it's just not my favorite sport. Um, it's competed with my true passion um, forever. I mean, it's forever that's been the com- competing sports is basketball and wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's some kids on the basketball squads over the years that I'm like, you would have had a way better time at wrestling. And there's some kids on the wrestling team that it's like, you're six foot four. Why are you on the wrestling team? Like, you should be, you know. Down in the paint all day long. Ooh, just passing. Bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, I've coached every sport youth-wise. Um, I helped with soccer. That's one I don't understand yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know your your girl plays soccer, and yeah, I, and I, I'm sure it's a learning curve. Yeah, it's, it's a constant learning curve. I finally got it this year. Okay. Of what's offsides. So, <laughs> it just took me four years. Yeah, there. that's so. you know that's a that's probably I would <laughs> say probably close to the fastest growing sport in America. Oh yeah, soccer yep. is just unbelievable. I, not that I. So I always try to tell my my kids, but also my wrestlers, find a sport there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love you to have the brute strength to go and knock everybody down in football, but if you don't want to do football, like I was a small kid, so. For me, football was just not there. You know, I would have been um, broken bones. I would have been that guy (laughs) laying on the field. Help me up. Um, So my coach was like, hey, run cross country. 
we didn't have a soccer program at that time, but like 90 minutes of pure running mm. and not just like, well, I'm going to coast and run this, you know, four, five minute mile. Like you're getting it uh-huh. for 90 minutes uh-huh. in soccer. It, unbelievable I athletes. So conditioning. Oh, and it's my favorite thing. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you're a runner. Well, I, but I wasn't always. I just, I mean, I can't say I wasn't always because I always ran. Yeah. might have been a 100-yard dash. But I love the conditioning side of it. Wrestlers don't like that I love conditioning. My, my kids don't love that I love conditioning. Um, my oldest, he do everything in his power to not condition. <laughs> well, you know, I, if, I, if I'm going to not win in a sport, it's not going to be because of conditioning. Yeah, I mean, I, it, no matter the sport, I mean, baseball, football, basketball, soccer, I mean, you got to breathe. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it all goes to breathing, and whether it's cardio or, you know, whatever it might be, I do some unique drills and um, conditioning, um, circuit training in wrestling, and they loathe those days. Because it's minute on, as hard as you can go, 30 seconds off, move to the next station. There's however many, however many kids there are, there's that many stations. Wow. So I'll just make them up. Uh-huh. So you're never off. Uh-huh. You're always on 30 seconds, gather yourself, get your breath, boom, go to the next uh-huh. station. And if, even if I got 26 kids, we can be done in you know, 45 minutes. Right. It's done, and it's almost like... They've ran a marathon mm-hmm. and no one can lift their arms and everybody's <laughs> breathing heavy. And, but for me, that's what gets me in shape is doing those circuits with them. Right. So as a, you know, 45 year old guy, if I can get through the stations and not die in the practice room, <laughs> then it's, it helps me too. So it helps me yeah. right there along with them. I so. mean, have you told some of your wrestlers, Hey, I'm 45. If I can do it. Oh, they yeah, they absolutely know. You can definitely <laughs> yeah. do it, young man. Now, there's some that like, there's a couple kids in there. They they definitely will outwork me. They definitely will outwork me uh, because they want it. You know, they want to be the absolute best. So there's there's three or four kids on the team right now that I I ain't got a chance. Like I'll go and wrestle them. Mm-mm, ain't happening for me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's not like they got me by sixty or seventy pounds. They got me my, you know, one kid's lesson me, and he put a whooping on me. Hmm. <laughs> so, but that's being old and feeble a little bit, and these kids are in the prime yep. of their life. Their peak. Yeah, and it cut up and, you know, 50 ab muscles and everything like that. You know, they, they definitely, I, I, they outwork me, a couple of them, you know. Yeah. I still put it, you know, we'll try and put it on them as much as I can. Yeah. We have a motto in wrestling uh, in the wrestling room is seven more. And so no matter what, you always have seven more. Yeah. You can do seven more push-ups. Mm-hmm. You can run seven more laps. You know, you got seven more minutes of wrestling. You know, whatever it is, you can do seven more. And they're like, we just did seven more. <laughs> yeah, but you can do seven more. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love it. But that's finding it somewhere in yourself. So. So would you encourage athletes to, Play three sports, two sports. Oh, you got to be a three sport athlete. I mean, you don't have to. 
a very, very, very small percentage um, of single sport athletes are going to make it to the next level. But, you know, John Madden has posted many times that if he could have all his football players have gone through the wrestling program as well, mm-hmm. he'd have every one of them do it because they break more records, they tackle better, they, you know, just the the wrestling, not just the wrestling, but like, you know, I ran cross country to mm-hmm. prepare for wrestling. Right. And then by golf season, I was like, man, I get to walk and enjoy the outside. <laughs> I get to, you know, it's nice out here. But, I, you know, in my household, it was busy, keeps you out of trouble. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some stagnation. I, I'm sure that, you know, the specialization is different too, but with the with the the Indiana rules as far as like summer workouts and conditioning mm-hmm. and you know we have an amazing uh health and wellness and and um, body sculpting genius really at the high school uh in Green Tree where mm-hmm. like if you don't have a program and you got nothing to do he'll build you a program right. from day one and okay well what's your goals what do you want to be he'll do your macros your oh he's unbelievable your nutrition mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's like yeah that's one of the I mean, I'm sure he's valued, but like when I'm looking at the organization as a whole in sports, that's the undervalued guy. Oh yeah, you know, I'm sure he's valued. I can't say that, but like he's just making finely tuned athletes every day, whether they think they're an athlete or not. He's turning them into unsung that. hero. Absolutely, yeah. unsung hero. That's a much better. You know, I try and sing his praises as much as possible, just because he's unbelievable. He can take that kid who might not be, you know, he's hanging around after school just doing nothing, mm-hmm. and, you know, get him over there into the weight room or, hey, won't you, won't you try another sport mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it might be. But if you're asking three sport, yes, I'm pro three sport. If I could do four, I'd do four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very hard to do that with, you know, everybody trying to keep their, their grades up. Oh, uh, yeah. Any kid that does three sports and they have – uh, a 3.0 mm-hmm. um, dude they're a star yeah well and that's a regardless lot of- if they start in whatever sport or program they're in if they can juggle all that yeah well a lot you know it's, it just comes down to time management mm-hmm. i mean you know if you can time manage you know the three sports you can definitely time management homework mm-hmm. you can you can pick your priorities and and figure out where that's supposed to be and I think that so much technology, the now where you have the ability to calendar everything, right? And hardly any of us use it. Um, but that's, I mean, if I'd have had that technology, I'd, I'd have probably had a lot better results in all of what I did. Right? Yeah, yeah. That so. and the ADHD medication. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love three sport athletes. It's it, finely tuned um ready to kill themselves for whatever sport they're in well and it's you know that's that's interesting that you you know the, the way you think of coach green tree because that's you know i look at people like that you know it's not that they're underappreciated but they fly under the radar but they do so much for your programs oh. and it's i mean i'm sure every one of you coaches are so glad that he's there well, well I mean, he's like an offensive lineman in football 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't get no publicity. Right, right. <laughs> well, and that's why I say he's, you know, I don't think he's not appreciated. Just like that dude needs a pedestal to stand mm-hmm. up on. Yeah. Because when you talk about conditioning, you can't do any of that without the proper fuel. Mm-hmm. Right. And the nutrition. Right. Because uh, I'll tell you right now, I went three months without eating McDonald's. And felt phenomenal. Had a McDouble the next day. <laughs> I, w- I could tell. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it's, wrestling is very much food oriented. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, counting calories and macros. And, and, you know, running a healthy guideline. Not just during the days we have practice through the end of the season. But, like, you know, like right now I'm in limbo with football and wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, like the the uh, selfish person in me is ready for my wrestlers to stop put your pads away and get over right. here and let's go to work but the other side of me that's like well i love sports in general so mm-hmm. sport has been a part of my life forever um, and so i want that i want that winning tradition of football to continue and they're definitely going to come over ready to go oh yeah when when they do end up, you know, I'd love to see them go to all the way to the state finals. Um, let's hope they do. Um, I think they got a great shot. Um, I think that's uh, an awesome an awesome thing for high school football for Mrs. Sinawal is, yeah. you know, we're not a perfect record, but perfect records – can go by the wayside mm-hmm. in one game. Yep. Happen, sure happen Friday night. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a tough one, you know, for, for the old Oak Hill guys. Man, I feel feel yeah. horrible for them. You, you know, nine, 9-0 going into sectional. and mm-hmm. then, But we wrestle Garen Catholic. They've got oh, some athletes, don't they? They are. I mean, Peter Nguyen was a 120-pound or 113-pound wrestler last year um, for Garen Catholic. And – State finals, uh, unbelievable guy, you know. So I know they can produce winners down mm-hmm. there. I don't know all the guidelines for parochial schools. and yeah. There's there's a lot of gray area in the yes. parochial school <laughs> situation, but, man, they produce some winners. That's for sure. So going back to uh, macros and, and things like that, what – what do you look for your kids to be consuming the night before a match? Oh, or okay. So, um, the night before a match, um, you have to be careful with your carbs cause that adds weight. And, and so you get like, you know, you talk about, okay, fruit being healthy, but, it, it is carb heavy, sugar heavy, uh-huh. and so that'll hold your weight. It'll hold your water. Um, so low on fruit, more greens, uh, chicken. I try to steer clear of beef. Um, please, no bread. <laughs> um, you know, please. I I was a very unhealthy wrestler. Um, it was just in the time where you could do things like that and and be unhealthy and still go in there. The, the, there's rules against it now um, for hydration and things like that. But if I were going to pick out a dinner for overnight, um, I, it would be like grilled 
chicken breast, no baked, no breaded, no nothing like that. So grilled chicken breast. Um, stay away from barbecue sauce, tons of sugar. Um, Man, I love barbecue sauce. I know. I know. I love it. <laughs> I know, but when you're, when you're talking yeah. about a kid who's like, yeah. like we're, if you wrestle 120 and you go in and you weigh 120.1, you don't wrestle. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the, the scales now are so much more precise too. you know, back in the day, you know, it was the slider scale yeah, that yeah. you could, you know, or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. And you know, you could make that balance, you know, jump a little bit if you moved on the scale and it's like, right. okay, yeah, two seconds. Yep. Okay. I'm off. You know, and you could get away with 0.2 pounds, 0.3 pounds. You don't get that today. I mean, it's a digital scale you step on. You know, it's it's completely different. That There's no five weight class swings, you know, where, you know, you weigh 170 and then the first match you're going to wrestle 135. There's just no swinging right. like that anymore. Um, the good meal would be chicken breast, no barbecue sauce, just... Plain chicken breast. I'll let you have a little salt and pepper, um, green beans, small salad, no dressing. Um, Do you eat dressing with your salad? I don't eat salad. <laughs> you don't eat anything? I right? don't eat anything with salad or casserole oh. in the title. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very, I just, it's all of those years of huh? truly yeah. starving myself because that's, that's what I, how I thought I had to get there. You know, I, I pushed the limits of what my body could do with zero fuel. I'd have probably done a whole heck of a lot better had I ate right and wrestled up two weight classes. Uh, truly. I mean, I was, I mean, I was 6'1", 130. Wow. So, like, I could hide behind the fishing line. <laughs> yeah. And so, for me, you know, to not have any fuel, I mean, I, I, I wrestled really competitively um, for all four years of high school, but I never had a Christmas dinner because I had a wrestling match, a very big tournament on the 28th and 29th of December. Mm -hmm. So if you eat the big ham or whatever, you know, you're, you're going to be overweight. And I was already pushing the limits of 0.2 pounds, 0.3 pounds. And I'm counting like, okay, this is a ramekin full, you know, basically what you would get at the restaurant that they put ketchup in. Mm -hmm. I'm using that as my portion sizes for like pears, you know, two bites of ham. Um, People put more ham on their salad than what I ate, (laughs) you know, the night before or Christmas, Christmas dinner. And my parents used to get so mad at me just because I did it ridiculous. Um, I should have wrestled 150, but I, I would, I, you know, I wanted to be as low as I could and as strong as I could, without dying. Yep. So, yeah. but but yeah, water, no yep. soda. Yep. Um, you know, it's and you're a soda drinker. Yeah, it's it's great to go. You should. So, if you get a chance to go to a wrestling tournament, weigh-ins are usually pretty early, eight o'clock for a nine in for a nine tourney. Or like seven thirty for a nine a.m. tourney. I love to watch the refueling process as soon as weigh-ins are done. Like it is a full-on sprint to a cooler. Um, 
I always have recommended because it was recommended to me and I like the way it replenished my body rather than Gatorade or water or anything like that. Um, our team uses Pedialyte. Mm-hmm. Um, it builds the electrolytes in faster. There's zero sugar. Now there's a lot of advances with Gatorade, zero sugar and right. stuff like that, but gobs of peanut butter just <laughs> scoop it right out of the jar and eat it and then you know kind bars or you know ham sandwich and the ham sandwich looks like scooby-doo you know and you gotta <laughs> you gotta string it down and but just to, to watch the refueling process and know that these guys have really given it everything maybe not eaten to make that weight overnight mm-hmm. and then you know, okay, weigh-in's over, you got all day, you don't wrestle for another hour and a half, or you don't wrestle for another hour, okay, now we can refuel, and let's get the body ready, and so. Man, I love peanut butter. Yeah, wrestlers do too. It's, 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 it's protein-packed, it gets into your body a system. A lot of fat. Quick, I, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's what your body yeah. needs, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's nice, so. That, that that that's a good story about your Christmas dinners. I mean, that's you know, not many kids have that kind of discipline anymore. Well, and I, I Conrad and I talked about it before. But we're like, I bet wrestlers are the most disciplined athletes out there. Eh, you know, there's there's uh, I will say they are very disciplined. Um, we, if you look at a lot of team moniker or like their mission or their core values. Yeah. Discipline is one part of their, you know, of their kind of pledge that they run. Um, we, we're we starting a new um, set of core values, and it's going to be kind of around. But we're the red family, and so it's respect, excellence, and discipline. Because when you came in, you were working on changing a culture change, correct? Right, right. I mean... When when I wrestled, and, and I'm sure, you, well, like, you've had Tito on, Tino Michener. And, you know, he came from the same era that I did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Marion coach, Lonnie Johnson, yep. graduated the same year. Um, and we come out of that same era. So even a lot of the coaches around the county come from the Mississippi Wall or that era when I wrestled. And what I saw was like um, maybe not the specialized wrestling mindset in wrestling. And I love, no disrespect, I love Coach Funk. Um, but his first job was football in my eyes, you mm-hmm. know, and an amazing football coach. His boys were both wrestlers. Now, Kurt was an amazing wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrestled during my time. Mm-hmm. So I got to see him wrestle, and he was awesome. And, but I think if there was a six-week gap between football and wrestling, he'd have been a different wrestling coach. Mm-hmm. But just hearing from the guys that were bleed over, the now seniors that were freshmen mm-hmm. when he was there, it was more of a, hey, go out there and wrestle each other in practice. Less structured, more live wrestling, mm-hmm. which that's all good and well. And I don't, I was never in those practices, so I don't know. But I want 
you know, there's many things that go into the culture change for me. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I saw a post not too long ago on social media from a Mississippi alumni that basketball players used to have blazers. Mm -hmm. They were red blazers. Okay. They wore dress pants and dress shoes and their red blazer to school. Then they wore it to the game. And then if they were varsity, they sat right behind the, the JV squad in their blazer and watch the game. Okay, now it's time for your game. Let's go get ready. Let's get in our head. <clears throat> I would love to see that again, mm -hmm. you know, where, where the wrestling guys are. It just something to change the mindset of, hey, this is just a regular day. Mm -hmm. It's a regular yeah. day. I'm going to school, sweatpants, shark slides, it blows my mind, but, uh, you know, yep. shark slides, sweatpants, hoodie, backpack. Everybody is kind of dressed the same, yep. pretty much PJs. Now, they're, I can't say everybody because there's people in the school that look really nice. And, um, but even on game day, it's kind of same thing. Mm -hmm. you know, my kid doesn't even wear his jersey <laughs> to football, like on Friday. Now, <laughs> like that was. That was a requirement back then. But yeah, that I mean, was a sense of pride. Was well, it's the pride situation, yep. you know, and I I hope that I can instill a little bit of that back in there, mm -hmm. um, to where it's I, I'm not asking them to wear suit and tie to school, right. you know, because I know in this day and age they're probably get get messed with a little mm -hmm. bit, but if people took notice, why are you guys dressed up? Mm -hmm. Well, we take this serious. Yep, and we're here to win. And we're going to put our best foot forward no matter what, whether you think it's worse or you think it's silly or whatever, we're putting our best foot forward and we're serious. This is not any other day at school. Yes, we're going to come and perform at school, but we're also ready for this evening's, you know, meet or, mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, and I it, just a change of mindset from meet day to practice day. I think just makes huge sense, you know. I like that. I do too. Yeah. I wish all the teams would do it. Oh so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what? Um, what are your? What are some of your expectations out of your student athletes? Um. So, maintain passing grades in all classes. You know, um, if for some reason they don't, if let's say they have a, a failing grade in one class. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm not opposed to helping with chemistry or English or whatever. Coach McVicker and I have actually sat and <laughs> helped with homework. And, you know, I don't start practice till 3 o'clock because it's you get a half hour at least to do some homework and get yourself ready for practice. Now, half, half an hour isn't a lot, but um, the reason it's – you're a student student athlete. And the reason why it's student athlete and not athletic student is because <laughs> the grades comes first. Yep. After, after you're done and out of school, none of this sporting stuff is going to matter. You know, sure, you know, you get a guy that breaks all-time records and his name's on the wall. He's going to be remembered for that. But I guarantee if he's breaking records in the school, He's also breaking records with the homework and the grades. Mm -hmm. So I require that. Um, you know, I require, if you don't have a great work ethic, 
we'll find it and we'll tag it to you. I'll safety pin it to you because um, you will have a great work ethic or you'll bounce because that's just how our sport works. I'm, I put you to your physical test. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be the hardest you've ever worked in your life. And then, hey, we're still here for seven more minutes and I need seven <laughs> more push-ups and I need seven more laps. So I also, you know, one thing I, I kind of expect out of them is to trust me. I've, I've done this. I've been in these positions. If you want to get to the semi-state or the state, I know how to get there. Now, are things different? Yes, but it's still wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at these college places and they teach seven, eight moves as here's what we do. You know, we're going to two on one. We're going to, we're going to hand fight. Um, you know, we're going to use this style of technique from the top or the bottom. Um, this is what we use. If you do other stuff, well, you might not make it here and we might bench you because of it. So this is how we go to battle and this is what we expect. And, and, I try not to hold them to that right in high school, but like you can win a you can win a match with three moves. I mean, if you got a takedown, you got a pinning combination, and you've got an escape off the bottom, you can win a match. It only takes three, right? To, I mean, it's nothing fancy. I mean, you know, being that you're out there by yourself is a very unique position for a kid. You know, on the football team, you got 10 other guys, Mm -hmm. you know, you might be the most amazing quarterback, but if you ain't got anybody that can catch a ball, (laughs) you're not going to win some games, right? You might be an amazing jump shoot, your jump shot. You know, you might have the best jump shot in the country. You might win some, but if they know you're got an excellent jump shot and nobody on your team is any good, they're going double team, triple team. Mm -hmm. They're going to smack the ball off away from your hands. That's just the way it is. Yep. You know, no matter what sport. The only other sport kind of like us, two of them, cross-country, swimming, um, tennis a little bit. Um, you know, if you play doubles, it's not so much, but tennis and then golf. Mm-hmm. You know, golf is one, too, where you're, like, you're out there and it's just you and you're out there in the wind and there's it's all about using the equipment and tools you have to make that best shot and – you know, with wrestling kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. We're giving you physical um, attributes and mental tools mm-hmm. as opposed to the physical tools. Right. So, What's now for your kids that maybe don't play three sports? Maybe they do two. Maybe they're only a wrestler. What's your offseason like for those kids? By... By bylaws, I'm not allowed to do any more than four hours a week, two days, um, and then I'm limited on that time as well. Um, but I try and keep the room open those four hours. Um, if they loved conditioning as much as I loved conditioning, then I'm sure I would be there even a lot more mm-hmm. because you can condition five days a week. Right. So... Um, in the past we have done Wednesday, Wednesday, 5am, 5ks. So the wrestlers will meet Wednesday morning. 
CVS and Gas City. We all meet there. They all park. We get out. We run a 5K. You're home by 6.15, probably even less than that. On on the guys that can really run, you know, they can run a 5K in a half hour easy. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I would love to see that year-round. Um, but... I also know it takes rest and recovery time for mm-hmm. like it's like right now these football guys. I'd love to have all of those guys that cross over into wrestling. I'd love to have all of them two days a week. Mm-hmm. But you got let's say you get a kid that's on that dresses for varsity but really plays in JV. Okay, so he's there Friday night. He's plays on Monday night and he's given everything on Monday night. Tuesday and Wednesday are the hard practices mm-hmm. where you're hitting each other all day. Am I really going to ask him to come at seven o'clock at night right. and kill himself till nine mm-hmm. and then get up Wednesday and do it all over again? Mm-hmm. That's why I can never mandate it. And, and right. right. I would love them all to be there, but I understand they need their rest and, and like I want to create healthy wrestlers that don't hate me right. <laughs> first. If I can get them to not hate me and and then maybe love my sport as much as they love their other sports. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the the biggest beauty that I feel with wrestling is you're on your own. Mm-hmm. If you win it and the rest of your team doesn't, guess what? You still won. You're, yeah, you're still a winner. Yeah, I mean it doesn't happen in too many other sports. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. So I've been in the trenches with you in the youth sports area. Uh, some for, some of the greatest times. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> stories that uh, people uh, you can't make up. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So, but uh, your youth program, your your developmental program. What's your ideal youth developmental program look like? Um, if I were perfect world, if yeah, yeah, perfect world, perfect youth, world scenario. Um, so the way I structure it now is, and, and it goes pretty much opposite of what youth sports run typically countrywide. Um, if you want to compete and have a competition, that's fine, but I'm here to teach you fundamentals that I don't want to have to teach you when you're in eighth grade. So, are you saying practice only? <laughs> so, so here's here's how I run my program. Yeah. So, we'll start we'll start November first mm-hmm. um, with youth three days a week. Um, it's non mandatory. Um, if you want to come, come there and and work. Um, it's K through five. I I allow sixth graders from November first to November 29th, but then November 29th, RJ Basket Middle School starts, and so they'll have their own program. But sixth graders only because if they've wanted, if they've never wrestled before and now they want to wrestle, I need to teach them fundamentals before they get to their junior high program. So I'll let them come for an entire month to the youth program, and it'll be like K through 6 until November 29th. And then, but I run that, youth program from November 1st to March 15th. So it's four months, five months, November, December, five months, three days a week. Now 
when you're out of school for Christmas break, I let them have that time off. Right, right. Thanksgiving break, I don't schedule any practices that week. Um, I try not to label it as practice. Mm-hmm. So I try to call them sessions. Um, so practice sounds like not a fun, like the oh, most man, I gotta unfun- go to practice. Yeah, yeah I gotta yeah. go to practice. I got practice. So, you know, our, our sessions, the beauty of how I, and, and I, I didn't, I didn't coin the, the thing that we do, but like we go hard for 45 minutes and then every session we play 15 minute game at the very end. So let's say it's dodgeball. So that for 15 minutes they play dodgeball at the very end. So they have forgot by the time that 15 minutes is up of dodgeball, they have forgot all about every drop of sweat they put in Mm -hmm. beforehand or anything that they have done and so if you cap it with a game, mm-hmm. they can't wait to get back tomorrow mm-hmm. and do the same thing. So uh, when, when, the, when the, I originally came into the youth program, that's how they were running it. And they played dodgeball a lot. I love tug of war and like I love taking on the whole first grade or, you know, just me <laughs> against all the first graders. Yeah. And, you know, they, when you got 10 guys over there, they, yeah. they whoop my butt, you know. <laughs> But uh, so ideal world is year round. I'd love to have elementary kids come in year round, two nights, one night, whenever you can fit it in. You know, if you can strap your wrestling shoes on once a week, all year long, from the time you're in kindergarten, by the time you get to sixth sixth grade, people will notice. Mm -hmm. And not just your coach, but or your parents, but people in the county will be like, wow, that kid is a beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it goes to any of those sports. If you could oh, yeah. have instructionalized basketball practice all year long, K through fifth grade, mm-hmm. one night a week, yeah, that, there'd be unbelievable shooters, unbelievable passers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you love the pass better than anything. So, yeah. but, um, that would be my ideal scenario all year long, a couple days a week, three days a week. You know, I'm not asking for, I don't need your kid five days a week. It's, I want them to have a life, you right. know, and, and sometimes they'll get burnt if they're oh, four, yeah. four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that. I love the, I love the three days. It's only an hour. Get to have a little fun in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, Parents love it because, like, all their energy is gone <laughs> by the end of my practice, and it's done at 8, and they're, like, you know, falling asleep at quarter till 9, and my parents are like, wow, <laughs> he's in bed before 9. Or, you know, we have a lot of girls that come out. and That's great. With so, that surgence, uh, how, how's that going on for you? I mean, is that – do you have some good – Oh, I have, um, I have a seventh-grade girl – uh-huh. Her dad was a wrestler. Uh, Nicodemus? Nope. Or she, not, not. Uh, uh, her, uh, her last name's Martin. Okay. Um, and her dad was a wrestler, good wrestler. And if she puts the time in and continues, she'll be a great wrestler. She's got to find that, you, you know. You do have a wrestler. Uh, so uh, she was an eighth grader. She's coming in as a freshman. Mm-hmm. That, okay, so in... 
there's always, well, for the last decade, there's been girls wrestling, but not every school participates. Right. Because there's just not, I guess there wasn't that call out for it, but there is a huge surge um, of girls coming into the sport and wanting to be in the sport. And so in 23-24, IHSAA will sanction girls wrestling. Good. Um, there's separate weight classes. There's a separate state, sectional, regional, semi-state. It's, all of that will be separate. They'll start a little earlier than the boys. Um, I think girls like Riley, Casey, um, will definitely be at the head in the forefront of Mississippi wall wrestling for girls. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think there's some girls out there that like, if they didn't have to go against the boys, Mm -hmm. um, cause boys are just not nice to girls, (laughs) you know, they're just not. Um, so if, if they had their own, now I will tell you, there's a, there's a girl, um, in Southern Indiana, I would not want to wrestle her. Heather Kroll um, and Julia Ocampo, um, two girls, um, both of them qualified for the state in the boys, boys oh, division. Um, Heather Kroll, um, she's a freshman, qualified for state in the boys' side. She's unbelievable. Like, she'll hold a medal guaranteed this year. She'll hold a medal. Oh, man. It's, it's amazing to watch a wrestler. Um, we get to see her at Connorsville every year. So I'm anxious to go back and see where she's at, what weight class she's wrestling. Um, but I think her school will have some huge numbers. They might, they might have a varsity and a JV girls team Gee whiz. because of her influence. Uh-huh. Um, Julia Ocampo is another one where, you know, these girls had to go head to head in the same weight class for the state championship. It was amazing. It was amazing. So, um, I think in five years you'll see thirty girls. I'd love to see it. Um, I don't know if I have any time left in my life to coach it. So, <laughs> if there's a girl who would love, or a lady who would love to coach girls wrestling, um, I, I think our school system would welcome that. You know. Yeah. I, I will coach it if there's if nobody else right. wants to. I will find a way to coach it. But, um, you know, looking at, like, the girls on the softball side, you know, that are, you know, some of them that give you that growl from third base and you're like, I ain't messing with that girl, <laughs> you know. But if you could get that girl to turn the switch on in wrestling mm-hmm. when she might not be doing anything else, you know, maybe doing some – preseason stuff for baseball or, right. or for softball if you could have her on a mat and putting all of her strength to work it would cross over into softball oh, yeah, and definitely. she'd be knocking them out of the park uh-huh. so yeah i'm i'm excited for the future of the sport the only thing kind of crazy in the wings is and you guys have talked about it many times is officials mm-hmm. officials have we, we have the lowest number of certified officials of any sport so, no one wants to officiate wrestling. Why is that? I, I don't know. I mean, there is a lot to keep up with. Um, 
I mean, the rules are always kind of fluid and changing, and mm-hmm. you know, every year there's like four or five rule changes. I don't, I don't know about the other sports, so I, maybe it's the same way. But um, we have a a new re- new referee, um, Harper Deadman, from the Oak Hill uh, wrestling team, got his officiating license and is starting to do it. I urge all my kids when they get out of school, like, hey, officiate. You know, you can make great money. You can. And, and with there being very few, you know, high school or, or sanctioned IHSAA referees, where, where do you want to work? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, Pretty do you want to work in Indy all week? Okay, yeah. great, go do it. You know, they're, they're just waiting for people. Um, you know, my coach got out of coaching wrestling and ended up officiating for like mm-hmm. 25 years. So, you know, it's crazy to, um, and, and he's retired now. And a, a referee, actually, they just retired last year. And another um, referee that was a young guy when I wrestled just retired from wrestling on the same night. Um, and, um, but like the, the average age is real high, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I've seen it in youth football where like, <laughs> you can't run with these kids, oh. you know? No. But if I, if I wasn't coaching, I would probably go to officiating because I love the sport. I should have been this whole time, but it was just like, okay, it's not enough for me. It's not enough to support the whole family. Mm-hmm. But now in the stage of my life, I would absolutely do it. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's 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 a good side gig. Oh, it's excellent. And like you said, for the, these kids just graduating, whether it's high school or college, go get your license. Yeah, like you said, you're gonna be able, you can work five nights a week if you want. Yeah, you can move, work as much as you want. And they, and that's why I try to tell some of these younger kids. I said, you know, what's the average age, Conrad? Fifty. Fifty. So Fifty. You get these kids start out when they're twenty years old, say, right? Within ten years, they're going to be doing tournaments. Yeah, and they're going to make you make more money. Yeah, when you do a sectional or regional as you go up. Yeah, you might be able to name your price before too long. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get into those high level turn like uh, Keith, my my coach, and we we always try and use him for home matches. Now mm-hmm. we'll we'll have to go some where else because he's retired right. now but but keith like he started in and it wasn't but four or five years because of the way he officiates mm-hmm. and he's he's well adept at knowing the calls mm-hmm. and no one's going to budge him on this call you're not you know right. he if he calls it for this team he's going to call it for this team mm-hmm. too there's there, he is right down the line right but he he's like he loves going to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. It's triple the money. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, you go down there and it's like, well, I'm going to go down to Indianapolis or I'm going to Fishers. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to do this all day tournament, you know, and not only do you get paid a little bit more, but the level of competition yes. mm-hmm. you get to see, it just, it, it leaps and bounds above some other things, mm-hmm. you know, that, I mean, I, I urge anyone that in any sport, you know, if 
if you're out of college or you're in college and you love and have passion for the sport, go through the officiating 101. I mean, the NFHS has courses available mm-hmm. online. They're, they're inexpensive. Go down and take your class, take your test out. I mean, you can be rocking and rolling in a month. And it's an open book test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you shouldn't fail. Right. Well, you know, I will say, though, it's not easy no. being a referee, being an official. Um, you know, you got an entire fan section that either loves you mm-hmm. or they hate you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I... I see it more on the basketball side where, you know, those guys, you know, um, you can hear a lot in there. You know, when you're in the wrestling room, everybody is yelling Mm -hmm. at the same kid. And there's not so much of the boo, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, in wrestling, there is, like, you can stop the match and go to the table and the referee will come over and you state your case mm-hmm. you know, in collegiate wrestling. There's a challenge brick mm-hmm. and they'll actually review footage and make the call based on the footage. There's sometimes two and three college referees at a, at an event. Um, so you get the challenge flag um, in wrestling because sometimes, you know, nine points can be scored in seven seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, real quick and go after it. So it, we need that, you know, that footage to review. However, those officials, they definitely put up with a lot in every sport. So, Umpires. They definitely are. In basketball, I see a lot of. Yeah. I don't want to say fan abuse. Fan, fans are real loose with their opinions towards those, those officials. But none of them. Well, I've been guilty of that myself. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's like we all have. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think I'm, you mature over time, though. Yeah. After being, like I said, you, you you know, working in the rec leagues and travel, and then you know, going through school ball, you start realizing, man, I wouldn't want to trade places. Yeah. Now, like I, I've only had one instance where I've had to get up and go to the table, um, and. I didn't even actually make it to the table. I got up and I'm talking the whole way to the table. And before I got to the table, he corrected the situation, gave me, took the point off away from them or because we would have been assessed a penalty. But I'm stating the the rules of the rule book because I read the rule book and I know certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a coach, you should be well Versed. Well versed in your rule book. Uh-huh. Um, one thing is with locked hands. So one stipulation is um, if you have three points of, um, basically if you have three appendages on the ground and someone over top of you locks hands, okay, then it's a locking hands. The bottom man gets a free move. If they escape, this is the call for it. Um if you get a free move, if you escape in a five count and you get your one point, they do not stop the match and they assess it. Well, we had we had um, we had the guy with three points down. 
he lifts his arm up, we lock hands, and it's like real quick, it's hard to see, he's down there in a perfect position, but he gets up and he's kind of almost squatting down with his butt on the ground. And my wrestler locks hands because they're going to lift him up and take him backwards, and we get called locked hands. And I, I instantly, you know, I'm like, there is no way, you know, and I kind of lose it a little bit, but I'm just walking to the table and I'm talking the whole way. And he was, when we got over there, he was like, I understand I'm wrong. I'll take the point away. Yep. I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm gonna go sit down now. He's like, okay, I appreciate you being civil and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, but I've only had one instance in two years of coaching now. So I don't argue with youth sports umpires they get paid very little yeah Uh, very tiny they get very very little and and i have been on the opposing side (laughs) watching guys argue with umpires over a little league game or you know over a coach's pitch game and and if that's the example then i don't want to right i'd rather not be that guy you know you don't get to argue when you're in little league i'm sorry it's just yeah it's true that's a learning that's mm-hmm. that's a learning process right there uh you know I, I feel like usually if there's an official there uh at a at a little league game and they're they're not there for the money and you know you can you can see the good ones sometimes they i mean you won't catch it all the time but if they talk to the kid they're not saying anything but giving that kid advice mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, this just this past year, Will, Willie Barnes, you know, being the, behind the plate umpire most of the games, mm-hmm. he talks to every catcher. Hey, mm-hmm. scoot up. Hey, if you're going to catch it, hold your mitt up, okay? And then when you come up to throw, like he is coaching procedures mm-hmm. to the batter and the catcher yep. the whole time they're up there at a bat. So, like that's that's a true umpire, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. That's a true umpire teaching the game at that level, no matter what the score ends up. Right. You know, right. teaching the game. So, yeah. well, uh, Coach Pearson, I want to thank you for giving us some time. But before we let you go, yeah, we gotta Ted's do, got some. We got to do rapid fire. Okay, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> When's first official practice start? Uh, October thirty first, Halloween. What kind of talent are you looking at this year? Or is there three or four of them you're more excited about that you just know they got it? I have 11 seniors. Ooh. Out of a 14 weight class, um, I'll have nine probably um, that hold varsity spots all year. So I'll be nine seniors varsity. Um, that, that's what it's, I, it's, what it's projecting. Uh-huh. Now anything can happen in right, the wrestling right. room. Um, but I do have 11 seniors coming back. Um the freshmen, soft or the sophomores and juniors, because I don't know anything about the freshmen yet. Right. I mean, I got right. a couple of them that I know, but I don't, I don't know everybody because some people just make their minds up Tuesday night when they right. come to the meeting. Right. So, um, yeah, I'll be senior heavy. Um, I I expect. I can't say I expect. Uh, I hope uh, to be coaching in Fort Wayne at semi-state this year there there are five that can go beyond that yep if they come to do it and get after it 
Awesome. Now, if we're just going through the motions, regionals as far as we're going to get. You know, we we um, I would love to to coach those five kids in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. So that would be all right. You're having a cookout. You want a burger, broad, or a hot dog? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. We were just. He's got a high metabolism. We were talking about nutrition earlier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of example by setting my wrestlers. No, I, I typically I'm a burger dude, but nope. yeah, we we uh, we do a different kind of a grill. Have you ever heard of a like black rock stone? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So we have a stone, and we'll yep. do that more than we do the grill. And like mm-hmm. you cook it bite by bite. So, and I don't care what it is, hamburger, hot dog, brat, but it, nothing beats. A 5.30 p.m. Mississippi high school football hot dog. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's nothing beats it. 5.30, it's on the burner, it's rolling. <laughs> yeah. When you ain't had nothing to eat all day, yeah, that's, it's, that's darn good. Cheese and chili? Plain. Plain. Two of them. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> hot summer day, you're at the barbecue. You got to drink water, tea, lemonade. If it's sweet tea, yes. Okay. Um, but I'm typically a soda guy. Coca-Cola. He's a Coca-Cola man. Coca-Cola. Can, <laughs> can please. <laughs> but if there's a Mountain Dew bottle, I'll do that. But um, I love sweet tea. It's rubbed off on my oldest kid, too. So, mm-hmm. Other than wrestling, what's your favorite sport to watch? Whether it's college, professional. Other than wrestling, um, I, I end up being biased with a little bit of football just because my kids play mm-hmm. football, but I love cross country. Um, I love it's the closest you can get to any athlete um, while they're performing their sport. I mean, I can mm-hmm. high five my son yeah. when he runs. So like it's the closest you can be to help coach. And it, I, I love it just because I'm right there and you can see every kid just about to die and, like it in one one step they're going to vomit and the next step they can't breathe uh-huh. and the next step they got their arms raised running through the blue tape and, and kicking it in yeah but so so cross country i i love baseball um like i said no offense i just not a basketball guy i, I love coach reed and well speaking of cross country is our cross country course not amazing oh man is that that's beautiful yeah you know it my coach John Davis, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. John, yep. but so John John really did some good work on the old course mm-hmm. when he started, but wasn't around very long. Um, he now coaches for Shenandoah, but we've always had the nicest course in the county. You know, Crazy, there's a lot it? of like my my middle son runs cross country in the junior high. He'll run next year for the high school. Um, the IWU course, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's just flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, like when I think cross country, I'm thinking like this is an endurance race, right. you know, and we run summer conditioning. We run the cross country course mm-hmm. as the wrestling team. And I love it. The hills and yep. hey, watch out for that branch, you know, <laughs> and you know, go back there and there's a deer back there. And watch out, you know. So, yeah, I love that. Well, again, all, all sports. Pat, who's the best athlete you ever coached? That I've ever coached? Yeah. At the time I was coaching them or? Yeah, at the time you were coaching. Um, man, that's a hard one. Um, 
the most athletic and the most promise um, probably be, man, it's a tie between two kids. Um, probably number one kid, athletic, grades, everything, the total package, be Jordan Coulter. Uh, he's a senior this year. Un- unbelievable. He doesn't know how good he could be. He he could be unbelievable. But so then next one would probably be um I gotta go to the baseball side for some reason. It's like best shortstop I've ever seen, Leo Matamoris. Okay. Hands down, just unbelievable baseball runs through that kid's blood. So, got one more. Okay, who's your favorite musical artist? Oh, now you're putting a hard one on me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm a, been a musician all my life. So, um, played in high school band, and um, my my youngest son is named Lennon because I'm <laughs> a huge Beatles guy. Yeah. But I love all music. Um, I love as, as I've grown older. Um, I like music with no words. Mm-hmm. Um, Ain't that crazy? So when I was younger, I knew all the words, and as I get older, maybe it's just because I can't remember them all. It's easier <laughs> if your music doesn't have words in it. But uh, I love music with no words, so jazz and th- stuff like that. Awesome. We grew up in the 90s, Hip-hop. well, late 80s, early 90s, and, you know, I, we we went through some, uh, some uh, musical explosion. Oh, for sure. On the hip hop and yeah. on the grunge side. Yeah. You know, the, the rock side. But yeah. you know, truly like Ted, I would be probably more in line with your style of mm-hmm. music than I would be anything. So seventies, eighties, classic rock. Yep. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> I'm see, I'm more of like if you look through my collection, I'm nineteen sixties. Well, so see, that's... the Kinks, the Beatles, mm-hmm. the Stones, um Paul Revere. It's, it's I have these weird bands that everybody's like, You listen to that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, we appreciate you coming on and uh, and just having a conversation with us. Absolutely, we, we want to keep doing sh- what you're doing, man. Yeah, thank you, thank yep. you. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Stephanie Parker over at Beast Prince. And if you're buying or selling a home, get a hold of Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0. And uh, you know, man, uh, we must have been stinking up the joint because <laughs> Mama Pearson's Soporium's got us smelling right. Yep. Well, that's what I tell you about. If you want to get your smell good, whether it's your car, your truck, your home, your body, you need to stop in. Your beard. Or, well, yeah. Yeah. So. You can got chapstick. Yeah, they do. <laughs> got a little everything. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, Pat. We yeah, wish you luck this season. And yep. thanks for everything you do for this community behind the scenes. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Yep.